everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Lutz, and Tim Sway. Okay, <clears throat> here we go. <clears throat> Me, my, mo, mo. <clears throat> Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 174 for March 13th, 2019. You know what we haven't done in a long time? The old intro of who we are. My name is Phil Pinsky. With me, as always, are Tim Sway and Bill Lutz. That's good enough. Truth. This week's... What? Yeah, truth. Yeah. Uh, this week's top Patreon supporters are Make, Build, Modify. S- no, that's not right. Scott Turner, the godfather, uh, Jimmy DeResta. Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Keith Decent, Ryan Ridgely, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Mike Jeffcoat, Jim Bashirs, uh, Paul Jackman, the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, Creator Nader, Gangy and Pop-Pop Makerspace, and one of my faves, Wesley Treat. <laughs> yes, that's the treat you get, Wesley. That's the treat you, you get, get, Wesley. Thank you so much. Just be much. glad you didn't see it. <laughs> yeah, not so much a treat. <laughs> I might have pulled something just now. You're all red in you, the face from yes. that. <laughs> yeah. Anyways... Uh, what uh, what's going on with you boys? What are you uh, what are you working on? Let's go with Tim this time. Okay, I will talk about things that are not guitars. <laughs> um, Pretty please. So I'm working on a four foot square tabletop out of walnut, all locally felled. Like um, there's a place called City Bench that where they they urban mill you know trees from neighborhoods and you know city blocks and stuff. They need to come down, so I I got this the walnut from them, and they kiln dried it for me, and they have a giant, like five foot by ten foot, uh, angle iron constructed flat top table outside in their property underneath like a roof, and it has a giant you know three and a half horsepower router attached to it, and it's their leveling jig, like you know how wow. we make leveling jigs, but they have this this is permanent because they work with slabs, right? So for them to level this, you know you know milled wood uh is way easier for them than me and and they actually do it for a pretty affordable price so i had them glue this tabletop up drop it on their bench and and flatten it all out for me so now i just have to do like you know some crack repair cut it to final size and you know make the edges nice and finish it yeah yeah um which is nice and so you know it's like it means like a little less you know profit for me obviously but it's way less work and uh Mm -hmm. and it it supports them so it was a, a great you know kind of a great way to do that and uh and then i'm also working on it's not guitars but it is guitar related i'm i've been developing my set for some upcoming guitar trade shows that i'll be going to um i have three of them i'm going to this spring and they're all a couple weeks apart they start at the end of march and i wanted to have uh i always try to do everybody these shows always has like they have a table with a skirt on it and then they put their guitars on them you know phil you do these types of trade shows everything kind of looks the same and i always want to look different so last year I made these two wooden walls, and I hung the guitars on the walls, but I didn't like it because they were too low, and it took up too much space, and it wasn't working for me. So this time, I made a steel stand. It was all scrap metal I had. I found an old drum stand um, that I had bought for a project from like 20 years ago, and I welded a steel pipe to it, and then I, on top of that is a piece that comes off that is like a 
like almost like a clothes rack you would see in a, mm-hmm. a like a clothing store, and it holds mm-hmm. eight guitars, and it's it's a thirty inch, not even thirty inch I, footprint. I saw that. It looks really cool. And it's, so I have eight guitars in a thirty inch footprint, and they're all hanging at like eye level. The top of the post is about six and a half feet up when it's uh, set up. And it's pretty stable because I put, at first I put just four guitars on it and they were all kind of sticking out kind of far. And it was a little uh, sketchy, you know, if you took one guitar off, it would get kind of unbalanced. So then I added an inner circle to hold four more guitars and so that puts all the weight in the center. And now it's like Mm -hmm. solid as a rock, you know. And uh, and then I made some like wooden, like this folding kiosk that that it goes with it. So it's just like a little, almost like a podium. But the two sides, you just take the top off of the two sides fold in, the shelves and stuff. Because you need some place to like put your coat you know, or whatever, like all the unsightly stuff. Yes. And um, and then I made a box that doubles as like a stand, and it's got big casters on it, so I can put all the little things in there. I can hide the guitar cases in there and put the lid on it. But then I flip it on its side, and I can put guitars on top of it on like typical guitar stands. So we'll see how this set works. I know like the last one I didn't like. It was too. I didn't have any place to put the cases. It was too cluttered. And I think this is gonna be a lot cleaner. You know. Mm-hmm. I, I like to experiment. And, you know, I could just put everything on a table like everyone else, but. That's boring. So that's we could just talk about it off air if you want. I've, I've been doing this for 15 years, but it sounds like you've got a good system. Right. Well, I, I mean, I've, we could talk about it off air. Um, the, and I, I'm still thinking I might make a banner, but I have an idea for a lighted sign that's going to go on top of my, my stand I'm going to try and make. I'm going to have LEDs mm-hmm. in it. I just ordered the stuff for it. Hopefully, it'll come in in time. Um, and it's going to be two-sided So because the rack spins. So if it spins, it'll be any way it's facing. You'll see the, the logo. Cool. Um, yeah, so I'm going to like laser etch uh, plexiglass, you know, acrylic, and then do like a wooden yes. trim in the middle and then hide the lights in the wooden trim. And it'll be plexi on both sides is the idea. And hopefully it'll work and it won't be – if it if it looks – I'm afraid if you, if you can see through it too well. I need. I, I think I have some smoked kind of acrylic that will look okay. You know, I got to – because, you know, if you see through the letters on the other side, it'll be awkward. So I might end up having to, you know, make it only one-sided, but – or we'll you see. could just you could just black it out, put a put a yeah. piece of construction paper in between the two, make two separate signs and glue them together with something that blacks it out in the middle. Yeah, there's a- probably anything. enough lighting to actually put it on either side of the centerpiece. Uh, I bet you the light would be long enough to wrap twice, so right. I could do mm-hmm. that. Absolutely, yeah. I could just cut one solid shape in the middle. Yeah, or a piece yeah. of wood, anything. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be like a laser project too. So I might make a video. I'm not sure. So, yeah. Also, uh, for the record, I did not mean to sound like a douche. Uh, I just meant you if you fun? had any questions, this is what I've been doing for a living for a little while. Not yeah. to say like I know everything. Oh no, so. I know. I I under I understand that. I didn't think okay. you were. I know, but some of our listeners may not know that. Oh no, they, they know you. They know you, Phil. They know yeah. you. <laughs> See, and that's the problem. Never mind. <laughs> No, I think okay. we all understood what you were saying. Tim was talking about doing what you do for a living, and you offered to give him some advice offline. It's it's okay, right? Relax. That's it was nice. That's what I meant. Yeah, Bill, what are you working on? I just finished up my uh, the headers that I am making for the sliding barn doors. I, it wasn't a lot. They're behind me on the bench. Um, that's that's it. Uh, they decided they want to do wallpaper on one of the walls where the sliding door is going to go, so I got to do that first before oh, I can start. It's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, it's only one wall, and it's some wallpaper. Oh, so it's, it's not like a huge space. It's like, uh, I'm guessing, a 10 by 
a 10-foot wall, and it's only, what, 8 feet high or something. Is it a hard pattern? Because it's all about the seams. I don't care. I'm, I'm going to do the best that I can, and if it's... It's just, it is what it is, you know? And, and yeah, I love this. this the is, last yard. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what's, what's funny about this is if it's got a really intricate pattern in what I do, and I've done this before, is I, I on purposely make sure it's way off. So every piece is way off, and it looks like it's on purpose. And then you, you know what I'm saying? Because if you... Genius. If you're, if you're like, well, yeah. I can get it. And then, like you said, you get to the last yard, and it's like, oh, crap. I can't, you know, everything I else is lined up, but this piece is not, yeah, this yeah. is not going to be, so I'll, I'll get there ahead of time. Uh, I think they're going something with a Southwest theme, so it may be, who knows, maybe Burritos. cactuses yeah. or something, cacti, so I don't know, but that's, I got to hang up some wallpaper and then I'll, I'll get going on the doors themselves. That's, huh. that's about it. It's just working. We're uh, down to employees, so, and Yeah. Huh. Cool beans. Yeah. Cool how, beans. About, how about you, Phil? I'm really interested to hear what you're doing. And what's on your bench? Yeah. Uh, that same stupid box from last time. But the thing I want to tell you, Tim, is that I am now planning my trip for the end of the month. I'm going to do a driving trip uh, down to Philly. Oh. Which means on my upswing back up to Canada, I thought I'd, I'd check out the old Tim Sway Perspectives operation, see what's what over there. Oh, I'm, bu- I'm busy that day. I knew it. <laughs> slash, slash. I want my welder. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's. We can talk about that offline too, because I, like I said in my thing, I have some guitar shows at that period, so we'll just have to make sure they're all on the weekends, though. So if you're coming through on a weekday, I'll be around. Definitely during the week. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So, that's so you just leave there. it on the side of the road with a sign, free for Phil. You know, jealousy is not a lovely color on you. May I say? <laughs> I'm wearing a green shirt. Awful. Awful. <laughs> awesome, Phil. Yeah. I'm looking forward fun. to it. Yeah. That'll yeah. be fun. Uh, maybe, <laughs> hey, what, 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 what about you, trying you can, to do another... You can stay in my house for the night, too. I mean, because Maddie's in, in Hungary, so we have an empty... We have a spare room if you want to save a few bucks for a... I'm, I'm inviting you over the podcast without asking with my wife, but she likes you. She'll be fine with that. I'm cool. Yeah, I'm good, dude. But I'm saying, Company what about family. another uh, Tim Phil together podcast recording? I don't know. It was kind of know. fun My, the other time. It was fun, but uh, I think I'm going to probably hit up Tim's on my way back, which will be later in the week. So We could record early for the following week. Hey, we'll we'll see. We'll see if we include you it's in this. Funny. Bill. We're I'm not try- sure. I'm trying to get you guys to be together and enjoy this time together, and you're both looking like, no, I don't want to be with that person that close together. Well, I just don't want to record the podcast in yeah. such tight quarters because you've got to share the microphone. It's creepy. It's not Phil and I that, that don't want to enjoy our time together. It's just that there's not everybody needs to be involved in this time. I don't know how to say this without hurting anyone's oh, feelings. I see. No, no, no. I get it. Hey, <laughs> hey, I get it. Actually, I can take the week off. You can do the podcast without me. If, if that oh, that's a great work. idea. Okay. You want to do it okay. at my house? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I bring my setup. Hold, uh, hold on. I got I to pee. Yeah. I'll be back. Talk about your all-time backfires. <laughs> oh, we lost him. He's gone. <laughs> and the cat came back the very next day. <laughs> I don't for, know that For those who don't know, it's, it's a joke. Okay. <laughs> yes. well, we'll talk later. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's a great segue. 
Is it though? No, right. it's not. Who's the Who's the diamond and who's the rough? <laughs> I'm the diamond he, and the he's rough. He's the rough diamond. He's the rough diamond. Uh, he's the diamond that we're too rough on. Actually, you know, maybe I was thinking maybe I'm the rough diamond because people have accused me of being very abrasive, but uh, that's because you don't know me. No, um, that, that doesn't mean you're a diamond, buddy. That means you're sandpaper. I used to be in the diamond business. Many of them are used as abrasives. Okay. He's gone again. <laughs> Anyways, off to the... Now we can really talk here. You're too abrasive. Um, yeah, so anyways, the topic is Diamond in the Rough. And uh, a lot of that is, well, what we do. We reclaim things. We see the value in something that is not immediately obvious, right? And then we transform it into something priceless. So the immediate one for me is... Uh, was that desk I picked up in the spring, which just yielded a whole bunch of just uh, maple panels. And I've turned that into like money over and over and over again. So what somebody's garbage is was literally like like a thousand dollars for me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. that that's pretty cool. Like I think that's pretty cool. That I'm able to take that, transform it into something valuable or several things that are valuable to me anyway. And, and make people really happy. Like, I, I just got a response back from somebody else who made one of these whiskey boxes, or I made one of these whiskey boxes for his uh, girlfriend who just started at a law firm. And, like, apparently she is now, like, the whiskey box girl at the office. Like, everyone, like, loves it, and, and, uh, and she's, like, known for that now. So he felt the need to drop me a line, and, uh, and I was really grateful for that. I, I love being included in the, in the stories, right? Like, like, like Tim, I enjoy the stories that surround the product more than more than just the product itself. So I, I really enjoyed that one. Anyways, all that to say, somebody's garbage that day turned into all of that, like the dollar amounts and the stories and the connection. And I think that's tremendous. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I just, um, if you look behind me uh, that way, you'll see... I'm just trying to show these guys, but I found, uh, I didn't find, I got from work. Um, it's a really super thick particle board, but it was a desk. So it's got the melamine sandwiched mm -hmm. between. It's really super heavy and thick and um, the framing was bent and everything, but I'm going to redo my workbench because I do that quite often. So last time I redid my bench, I used a piece of chalkboard as the very top layer, and, but I've drilled into it and cut into it now, so it's, I'm ready for something new. So I've got this stuff behind me um, that probably would cost a few hundred bucks easy. To, for sure. To get mm. something that thick with the melamine already on it. And yeah. it's, um, it's a, so my workbench is gonna end up being a little skinnier and a little longer, which I'm kind of excited about because I've had this more squatty square one for a while now. So, but yeah, that's that was just free material that, uh, and it's already it's in great shape. So all I got to do is uh, redo my top, get make sure it's uh, slightly lower than my because it's an outfeed table as well, slightly lower than my table saw. So I might have to redo that a little bit, but that'll be fun. That'll be fun. I might even do a video what, of that. What about a filler strip in the middle so you can keep it as wide as it already is? Um, I thought about that, but I don't. I want it to be thinner because I I was oh, okay. I don't really utilize the width that much you know especially especially if mostly what i'm making is the small guitars right right so i don't need that width but having it be a little bit longer why not and, and i don't want to have to cut it if i don't have to but i've got enough there that the actual top is um i don't know maybe four by six 
and then the, I have two shelf pieces that are like two by six, so I'll use those for the bottom, you know, the bottom shelf, or maybe even mm. two skinny shelves. I don't know. I'll design something. But yeah, anyway, cool. so that's this again finding that kind of material that you can do something for shop furniture. Tim is the master, by the way, for doing that and um, saving a bunch of money. Yeah, diamonds in the rough, baby. I'm not really the master. I just happened to luck out with that. This guy I know, he had a, um, a garage. He had these thick pieces of, I guess it's HDPE. They're like seven eighths inch thick. And they're wow. um, bathroom stall dividers is like the best way to describe them. I'm, I'm, right, 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 know. right. And uh, he had like a half a dozen of those, and they were like six feet by like thirty six inches or something. And just oh gave them. Each one of them weighs like eighty pounds. I mean, they're crazy, yeah. you know. And so that's what the the core top of my bench, and then it's just on top of a bunch of kitchen cabinets and some two by fours and stuff, you know. But and, even uh, the kitchen cabinets are uh, that's, that's that's a, a fine too. That's a fine. Yeah, I mean th- that's pretty easy to find on the side of the road, you know, like the especially like if you don't really care what they look like, you know, because most of mine are are really crappy and they're just the cheap ones that, you know, like IKEA type ones. And I have a couple that are pretty good and and I, I find myself now need like when I they were like the crux of my shop when I first got them. That was like all my storage, and now I find myself with storage more more stuff hanging on the walls and spread out right like the, the drawers aren't mm-hmm. as important you know so they could kind of go away but it was a great way it was it, i didn't have to build any legs i just put a bunch of kitchen cabinets down put these bathroom stall dividers on top you know kitchen so cabinets very- are truly diamonds in the rough um mm. i used i used a corner kitchen cabinet uh the one that hangs up on the wall and the one that goes next to it combined them together combined it is that a word combined it? Comboned? Is- no. Combined. Combined them together and then skinned it with pallet Combined. wood for the <laughs> to make the coffee bar at the salons, right? So now two hmm. hanging cabinet pieces became a a structure on the on the floor. So it turned out really cool. Put a big old slab of redwood on top for it. Um, but yeah, ca- there's so much you can do with, with taking a cheap cabinet. People, anytime they get their bathroom and their kitchen remodeled, they almost always put them on the curb for free. Yeah. And if you if you just do a little bit of reskinning, you've got the basic structure right there. So you can you can make anything out of these things. You can make tables. You can make you can cut them in half and make coffee tables out of them. I mean, it's you know. Do you ever um, do you do anything to refurbish or clean out the insides? Uh, it depends upon what they look like. These, the ones that I got, happen to be in really good shape, so okay. I didn't worry about that. But yeah, I have. I mean, you can take um, take out the crappy shelves that are in. A lot of them have like the you know particle board thin shelves. You can, if you replace that with a really nice piece of something, you know, even make it out of pallet wood or skin the shelves with something to make them look cool too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, there's little things you can do to turn a what would be just a double doored kitchen cabinet, right? whether it's up on top or down below, what can you make out of that? I mean, it's, and it's guy's the limit. Yeah. I mean, I mean seriously, yeah. you know, a piece of furniture, it's, it's seriously, it's the, it's the bare bones to what could be an amazing piece of furniture in, in this sky's the limit as far as the imagination goes. It could be anything. It could be kids furniture to keep their, their stuff organized in the basement. It could be toy uh, box. Yeah. Yeah. It could be a, you know, a booze cabinet. It could be anything. There's like everything. I mean, you're right. It is the building block for just about every piece of furniture. Uh, Mudroom. Mudroom. Put your boots in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a great one. And it's also decent raw material because there's a couple different types of them. And, you know, like like one set of them that I picked up had um, the sides were all quarter inch plywood, but they were cherry finished plywood. 
So that was Whoa. great fodder for you know material to have these. I mean, there were you know if you take about the side, you had like a, after you get all the nails out of the edge and cut all that off, you had like a twenty inch by thirty two inch yeah. panel of plywood, pre finished cherry plywood, and then the front Whoa. doors on those had you know real cherry wood. The I don't know the, the terminology. I should the the box around the door. There's like the floating panel, and then there's the frame. Right. You know? Yeah, the floating panels a lot of times would be junk, but the frame was like solid cherry. So you you cut off the the dados on the side, the routes on the side, and you know you cut the molding off, and, and you have solid blocks of cherry. You know that's don't you, you use that quarter inch stuff, Phil? Don't you for your whiskey boxes? Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that, that might be the source for that. that. That's a super good idea. I feel like Tim's was a real fine because most of the time you I just see like melamine cabinets on the they're side. Usually, of if, yeah, if, they're usually that, which is good for making the, jigs and. Check the yeah. side panels though, because you can yeah. if if you're driving down the road and it's like yeah it's a crappy cabinet, but if you like that quarter inch plywood that's on the side, you can pop that out by just you know with their hand. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, so you don't have good. to take the whole cabinet. You can just grab yourself a couple of two by four size. I mean two feet by four feet or whatever you know size pieces of that be perfect for the whiskey. That's for sure. Cabinets that I that I picked up. You, if you looked at them on the side of the road, you would be like oh they're too thin. I'm not going to get them because they were really made. Poorly in in the in his like when they were a cabinet and and they were set up with other cabinets they were structurally there everything was there right but individually they're just flimsy as heck it's just these like yeah. plastic nailed in right. corners that stick them together and a little hot glue you know they come right apart <laughs> you don't need any tools it was crazy but because that's the the pressure's all up and down it's not side to side yes. there's no lateral so it didn't well, matter yeah. but when they're it's by the themselves they're twisted the, the strength is the strength yeah. is the together we are stronger guys. That's a diamond phalanx in the rough right there. Of cabinets. Yeah. But there are other diamonds in the rough besides cabinets, so maybe we can get off <laughs> get out of the kitchen, right? <laughs> yeah, we could do that. Uh, I've only seen cabinets once on the side of the road so far. Oh really? Huh. But like I'm not really like I I don't want to speak for either one of you because it might be different, but I don't really go out of my way to drive around. I just sort of on my route if I see something I'll, you know, I'll get it. That's it's actually amazing. what it takes is to go out of your route. Drive, yeah. drive through the neighborhoods you don't yeah. drive through normally. Go look for the industrial area of whatever town you're in and drive around well, those streets because there's all kinds of, that's where you're going to find a lot of diamonds in the rough. There's there's uh, marble manufacturers, you know, like I said, there's a place where I can go get cutoffs of marble and different types of sill stone or whatever because the guy makes countertops. Uh, mm-hmm. And then he'll, he has a rack out. Out, out front of his shop on the road for these small cutoff pieces that you know saves him money weight wise to throw it away. Yeah, because so, yeah, um, it's a hundred pounds. That, you know, to throw away a square foot of that stuff, and, and like when they cut out the sink for the countertop, like they, they mm-hmm. cut that circle yeah. out by hand before they go and they finish it out, so it's not a perfect circle or oval or whatever. Right. They just throw that away, and that's that's a lot of good stone. Stereo mm-hmm. shops where they build um, boombox speakers for the back of your car and stuff, uh, they'll oh, yeah. oftentimes have boxes that they got rid of that they're not using. So it doesn't have a speaker or anything in it, but you, here's this, again, almost like a cabinet. You've got this box to do something mm-hmm. with. That do they use good covered. plywood or what is it? Depends. Depends what, you know, sometimes it's MDF, sometimes it's plywood. Yeah, yeah. but mm-hmm. sometimes it'll be all nicely covered in, in a, that black fabric felt. material or felt or whatever, yeah. Yeah. So check out your industrial areas. We've talked about that before. And uh, pallets are always around there. You know, it just mm. depends upon what kind of business it is. I was thinking more like residential. But I guess well, you're right, industrial too. 
there's there's a neighborhood that was built, and I'm sure there's one near you because there's a dozen that was built in the 70s or built in the 80s, right? That neighborhood, mm-hmm. when people are buying the new houses, those cabinets are going out to the curb. You know what I mean? Right. So you, that's you got to drive through that neighborhood that was built 30 years ago, 40 years ago, and look for the for sale signs. Make a note yeah, of where they say, are. Follow the for sale signs. Keep an eye on it. Be a dumpster out there. It's true because when somebody did move into my neighborhood, like they were putting out all kinds of like renovation materials, and they just had a sign on that said for free, and uh, I took I took the sign that said for free. Because that was that was a good piece of plywood. Yeah. Just took it I, literally. Literally, I took it and I, t- I turned it into shop cabinets. That's what I did. And so you can still see the Sharpie faux fur next to you. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> you know, um, college towns in May. Yeah. College towns in May. They talk about if you like furniture. IKEA chipboard. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great place to look. But there's also mm-hmm. a lot of the, you know, like grandma's thrift store type stuff too. Nowadays is more IKEA, unfortunately, but it used to be. Uh, you know, if you go to a nice college though, like uh, you go outside Yale or Stanford or something, the better stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, you're gonna see some like uh, Queen Anne, uh, you know, vintage uh, <laughs> antiques out there. That. I don't know about that, but <laughs> it won't be it won't be IKEA. It might be a step up, you know. No, you know what? I th- also, what I find is good is like the Craigslist free section. Yep, and uh, and you can mm. find all kinds of great stuff on there. People are looking to give away desks and things, and I I look at it. I was like, this is the reason why I should get a pickup truck because I could literally in one day just drive around to all these free listings that people are giving out of furniture, and I could just come back with material for the next two months if I was actually running a shop and making things. Well, not only the yeah. Freeman section, but look at the uh, the tool section too, and you're the master at that. How many times yeah. in the rough have you found tools, you know, you're starting your shop out, you know, you can get that old Black & Decker drill that's corded, you know, for five bucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it blows me away that people will take the time to list something for $3 or $5, but it exists. Yeah. You can, you can yeah. find drills and hammers and like here's a wrench for 50 cents and you know i mean i i find that crazy but you know what spring is a coming mm-hmm. and that's the best time for like craigslist finds because people are going to be opening up their garages and doing spring cleaning and all kinds of stuff like that and that's the time where people really dump their stuff like the winter is usually pretty quiet for craigslist deals because people really aren't you know they do obviously but for the most part i find a lot of it is like pawn shops and stuff mm-hmm. but um but now is the time coming up, like April, May. Start yep. saving up your buckaroos if you want to be buying some used tools. Like this is the time. If you it's also the time to find the free stuff, the free diamonds, yeah. because yeah, you know, spring fever. That's true. People will be cleaning out. You're right, 100. percent Even more so to the point. You're right that people will be just throwing out stuff and be like, eh, I don't need this. I don't need that. I'm ready. You, I've got I've got a lot full of stuff. I'm ready. If you're looking for free junk, come on over. I got <laughs> I got so many things. I'll see I'm you on Thursday. Yeah, it's, bring your bring your pickup truck. <laughs> you, you know, Phil, you mentioned the pawn shop. If 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 anybody that's listening has never been to a pawn shop, go, because uh, not not only is it fun. I mean, it's just fun to. It's like it's kind of like a thrift store for tools. Yeah. Um, but it's just it's just fun to go, and then that brings up thrift stores as well. Another place to go find things. Uh, if you have craft ideas, if you have a design idea in your head. And you need a piece of anything? Go to a thrift store. There's there's a ten dollars something you can not feel bad about ripping apart. 
you know, and using something of at least you're keeping part of that from being ending up in the garbage. So, and the money goes to charity anyway. No, exactly. Mo- most most thr- yeah. Most thrift stores are. I mean, you get like consignment stores and stuff too that have sometimes some really good finds, but that's not necessarily for charity. So, the consignment and stores, there, thrift and there stores, are shops. Yeah. yeah, there are private uh, thrift stores like the you know, like the people that do the uh, buy storage units and stuff like that. You know, there are some of those, but okay. Because where I'm at, for the most part, we have um, Salvation Army, which uh-huh. is a good one, Value Village, and then Habitat for Humanity, like the Restore. Yeah. So I feel good about those. All three. Of yeah, those I don't are mind giving them my really money. good connections. But even I mean, even if you go to a consignment store, um, you're still helping out. Maybe you're helping out a guy like you that's got. You know what? I've got this old table saw. I don't have the time to list it. I'm going to put mm-hmm. it in a consignment shop. You know. So yeah, yeah. No. Oh, I meant like taking something apart. Like if you were only going to, oh. you know, take something like rip it apart to use a little tiny piece of it. At least the money went to charity anyway. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Back back when all I talked about were satellite dishes instead of guitars, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was and I built that satellite dish chair. Um, ah, I went, the golden days. I went driving to uh, the the nearest uh, thrift store to pick up a chair because I wanted to use the base, like the reclining chair, like the office chair, like I'm sitting in right now, you know. And I wanted to use that base to put underneath the satellite dish chair. And so I went up and I found one. I, you know, it was like seven dollars or whatever. And those, you talk about things you can find for free. You can find those chairs everywhere, on, you know, for free. But I was just, I, I wanted it now. I knew I could go get one for seven bucks a mile down the road instead of driving around for an hour. Or so I go up, I spend my seven dollars. I put the chair in the back of the truck. I'm driving back, and I took the second road into my shop. Instead of the first row that I came out on, and there was a chair. On I the knew you were row. That's how that goes. But the, and it was a nice one. It's like a nice antique one. It's like a wooden base and stuff. Or, well, it was oh, metal. cool! And so I, I actually I still have it. I just I just have it in the shop. I sit in every once in a while. I liked it. So jackpot. Yeah. yeah. I have like one of those old timey newsrooms that had all those kinds of chairs, right? Yeah, it's very fifties looking. Not not it's cool. Mid century modern. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, no, not mid-century modern though. More like maybe more forties. I have a uh, a wingback chair, like a grandma's your grandma's wingback type chair that I found. It was in structurally, it was really good. It needs to be reupholstered, and um, I grabbed it and I stored it at work because I have a lot of places I can store it there. That's been about seven years now. <laughs> it's still it's still still, still there, up out of the way. You know, it's not. It's not really in anybody's way, but I'll every now and again I'll go up to the, the to loft area and I'll look over there. And I'm like, you know what? I should redo that. That would be a good video. I could Casey would love it. I could put it in the living room. You know, all kinds of stuff. So some of the diamonds that you might find might be stuff that you have that you've forgotten about. That's a yeah. super good point. Yeah, you get an idea, you pick something up, you shove it away, you forget about it. I should go pick it my own place. Even raw material, right? Like I, I've got some wood that I put up on a shelf that I made back in the day mm-hmm. and I just sort of climbed up under a ladder I was like oh yeah I forgot about this I forgot about this I forgot I could do something with this now like actually my my capability like let's say the tools that I have now would allow me to do a better job with that stuff than when I first got it and allow you to do more things as opposed to you were more limited at that yeah. time so yeah like like now I have a bandsaw so I could resaw some of this stuff, which I couldn't do before. Right. Right. Like I could. Like I've got some of these uh, these stair balusters. I could if I I made a jig, I could actually turn them into slices. Yeah. So it would actually be worth something. Anyways, mm. all to say, 
I agree with Bill 100%. You know, that's try to remember what you already have. Twice this week. Twice this week that's happened. Twice this week. Yeah. Okay, well, that's that's the quota for the year. Um, yeah, definitely. Don't forget the stuff you already have. You don't always have to constantly be hunting and gathering. Yeah. Sometimes what you've already hunted and gathered is is useful and good and revisit it. Well, that's when this when the spring comes and I can start opening the barn doors up at the shop, you know. Uh, that's the plan to like clean because after you know five months of having these everything shut down I just don't have everything's a mess you know so mm-hmm. you, I like to open the you know you get that nice spring day where you're a little caught up I open the doors up I get the leaf blower out you know blow the dust out and kind of just reorganize my stock and and uh, I always find things I forgot I had uh, and then yeah Vance's inheritance you gotta be careful yeah. about that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know if I'm ready to throw it away you know it's real crap yeah, exactly. <laughs> there is zero value in it. Yeah, yeah. There's, I got some crap. Let me tell you. Cause, <laughs> cause, but that's, but that's like, you know, speaking of the diamond in the rough, that's that's my jam. Like that's, you know, like you have some, you know, 19th century barn wood. That's like, there's value in that. We already know there's value in that. It sells for top dollar. But if I can find some real piece of garbage and find use for it, that's what I get really excited about. And so that's why I grab these things, thinking someday I'll find a use. Turns out a lot of it's just garbage, <laughs> yeah. But I but I hang on to it with the hopes that I'm gonna f- do something with it and find some some use, you know. And that's the, it the is real sometimes diamond. a little bit of um, what's that called again? Slumdog millionaire, you know. Like it just so happens that, that small piece of chance, this one piece of material, you're like, ah, that's perfect. Right. You know, like that lottery find of like just you know you happen to need this tiny little piece of this one little board that you have and. It just sort of all comes together to make this tapestry, you know, but most of the time it doesn't. You know what I mean? Like you're, again, you're you're right. You know, most of the times you're just sort of uh, delaying the inevitable. But mm-hmm. sometimes that one thing that you bought, that one caster happens to match all the other casters in this chair you're trying to repair. <laughs> Don't get me started you know on casters. I mean? oh, yeah. God, I have I, so many I, one casters. <laughs> but, but hang on to it because you might find that one chair that has four and one broken one. You know, yeah, Phil, I, just threw, Phil, I just threw away a bunch of broken ones the other day. <laughs> Phil, you hit on, like they're broken. You hit on something that's interesting. Um, maybe maybe diamonds in the rough can be just some ideas. I know Jimmy writes a lot of that stuff down. And he'll go through these old notebooks and you know for an idea to make a video or to, or to build something. I have ideas that I've written down on pieces of paper kind of in a general area. Go back over some of these ideas that you just, for whatever reason, you didn't want to do it because you didn't have the tools, but it might be a couple of years later now. And now, like you said, you mm-hmm. have the tools and the materials built up that maybe get that diamond in the rough idea that before you wouldn't have attempted because you didn't have materials and tools. And now you have both or one or the other and try and attempt that again. So if you keep keep a, an idea notebook, if you have scrap paper, if you're, if your wife asked you to build something a while back or your husband asked you to build something a while back and you just never did it, go ask them, hey, what did you want again? Oh, I wanted that round coffee table. I think it would look right. Boom. You know, there's a, ideas can be the diamond in the rough as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excellent point. I used to be I good liked- about writing them down and now I just don't. Like, I just lose them. I should do that. I have this one shop um, clipboard now that that's mm. what I use it for and I actually have a little hook for it and so either the project I'm working on or projects I want to be working on go on that clipboard and I can sort of refer to it and it's nice because like it's a hard surface I can write on but I can also take it with me and set it down wherever I I happen to be working 
But um, she, I was just, my wife's birthday's coming up in a couple of weeks and she was talking to me and I was like, well, what are we getting you for your birthday? And she's like, I need cubbies for the kids. Can you make them? And I was like, heck yeah, I can get away with murder. (laughs) (laughs) And kill two birds with one stone. I mean, I love you. Um, You know, so... Anytime a honeydew can be a gift, that's... Oh my God, it's amazing. That's that's gold. So that was a diamond in the rough for me. I mean, that actually was a polished gem. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm... confident about taking on this this project now because some of my and I was this is funny we were in the basement so I was looking at some of my previous iterations of the idea of what a cubby was right and so <laughs> one of the first ones that I ever made uh, I'm not even sure I would call it a diamond in the rough but uh, it was it was not great and I remember being upset when my wife wasn't super excited about it but now I look at it and I go oh I get it it sucks <laughs> <laughs> So I get kind of like a do-over because that's the cubby we're going to replace. It's going to be much bigger. But I'm excited to take some of the new techniques that I've learned and apply them towards an old project, kind of like a mulligan or a do-over. You know? Right. Absolutely. Mm. So that's – I don't know if that's necessarily a diamond in the rough. But it's it, I like the idea of, of re-tackling something I've already done in the past and try to get it better. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, yeah cool. I, I feel that way with uh, the, the – the cigar box guitars. I mean, it's like, it's I, iterative. Yeah. You know, it just keeps going and going and going. And it's like, you know, these ideas I had when I first started making them and I scrapped that completely. Cause like, there's no way I can build that. Now I'm like, I, I could build, you know, I mean a heck of a cigar box guitar now. So, right. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm definitely revisiting some of those diamonds that I tossed to side things that you, yeah. things that you really don't think you will get a skill set in or you won't have the time or whatever, just something that you, you never even attempted reaching for. It's like, oh, you know what? That'll never happen. That happens to us all the time, I think, throughout life, right? You know, you just build mm-hmm. on these skill sets and it's like, then you start thinking about it. It's like, remember when you used to dream about being able to do that? Making cubbies. Like, Didn't you start off making a, a remote control divider for your couch, right? Now look where you're at. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, yeah, I made this. I made a box. Now I make boxes all the time. Yeah, but they're really nice boxes. Yeah, they're they're nicer boxes now. That's for sure. Yeah, no, for sure. I agree with you. Listen, I mean, we we all started somewhere, and I think we all always look forward to. Oh man, I wish I could do that. But then we forget to look back and go, man, look where I've come. Like, yeah. look how far I've come. Look at what I can do now. That's. I think that's pretty cool. You're about to and enter into a whole new world of that uh, when you swing by Connecticut there and pick up that welder. Um, for yeah, example, Casey brings home this. They're like when when they do hair colors, these little folding tables are like awkward <clears throat> TV trays, right? On casters, they're tall and skinny, and yeah. they kind of the top folds down. Anyway, what holds them together, the legs together, to give them a little bit of stability is just a rod that that has um, knurled ends on it that goes through the the little cheap pipe, right? Mm-hmm, and that's mm-hmm. supposed to keep it in there. She, they've got five of them now, and, and I've, this is the third time I've had to do it. She'll bring it home. Babe, this 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 thing doesn't work. And all I had to do was take my welder, put the rod back in, and put a little tack on either end yep. of that rod, and that keeps it held in, right? Right. So here's this thing that takes me 30 seconds. This diamond hero. in the rough. I'm the hero. Right. I mean, yeah. I've got yeah. this, this little tiny welder, 30 seconds. She doesn't know it took me 30 seconds because when she gets home from work, what have you been doing all day? Well, I fixed that table for you, you know? 
Genius. Genius. <laughs> off your breath. Uh, fingers <laughs> to the bone, brow. woman. Oh, yeah. And I leave some of the, because the best thing to do, too, is take, when you clean out, when you wipe off the, the weld, because it's just real quick, attack, right? You're going to yeah. get black smut on the rag. Wipe a little on your cheek. <laughs> what? There's a diamond of information in the rough right there. Look at this guy. This guy little, training little. me on how to keep the wife happy. <laughs> Make yourself look like a quarterback from... You know, a varsity yeah. quarterback. Just put that under your eye. Limp a little bit. You know, just a yeah, slight limp. I remember the limp. first time I, you know, when I had the welder and, you know, you buy it and I'm like, I'm going to make projects and you're like, you kind of, and then there's that first time there's something broken and I was like, wait a minute. Yep. And, I, and I, you know, it's like the hot glue gun and it's like, oh, that's all it, I have to do. You will find more enjoyment out of using your welder for a really cool hot glue gun than actual some of the projects. Cause, oh my right. God, yeah. yeah. I had this. This, my, my yellow truck, there's one part on the truck would always fall because it was, had like one bolt. There's two bolts that hold it in, and one of them was like you had to take apart the whole truck to get this bolt <laughs> back in to hold it in. So I was like, so like the third time I'm driving and I see it fall, my remember and it's dragging, you know, I'm like <laughs> bumping against the highway. I just put a little zap. I mean, oh, I was like so happy. <laughs> I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited. Yeah. Mostly to see Tim. Oh, yeah. 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 Hey, yeah don't forget yeah. there's there's a uh, Harbor Freight. Five miles down the road, so yeah, we should do that road trip. Yeah. Tim, Tim well, is a diamond in the rough. In, you climb in, in my little in white truck, stuff. and we'll. Uh... I can't wait. <laughs> I've never been to a Harbor Freight. Oh no, I've been to Harbor Freight once, but it was before I was doing anything. I went with. Uh, we, I was out in Dallas, and we were doing a demo of this diamond polishing tool that we had developed, and we needed. I don't remember what. What did we need? I think he bought some casters. Anyways, I went with this guy who was like an ex-sheriff who was now working for the company. And uh, this guy knew what he was doing. But I was logging in. I was like, oh, what is this store? You know? Oh, this is cool or whatever. But then years later, I pulled back this memory. I was like, oh, man. This guy was cool. You might have to borrow Tim's <laughs> That was a ridiculous Tim's memory truck. to bring up. But you what? might have to borrow Tim's little white truck and uh, load that puppy up and take it up to Canada with all that Harbor Freight goodies. I gotta be careful because of the border, but oh, I might selectively. Right. I well, I do need a mask, and I'll need some gloves, I guess, and maybe a few dozen gonna, clamps. What are you trying to do? Sneak over the border? No, I'm trying to. I'm trying to get over the border without having to pay. No, you said I need uh, a mask and some gloves and. Oh, oh no, for the welder. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I, I thought like a ski mask, you know. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can see Phil lugging this right right next to the, the station, yeah. the port of entry, but trying to lug this welder just around yeah. that one tree. You know, got a ski mask on. Freeze! Uh, I'll come back for it later. <laughs> well, all you have to do, Phil, is is take everything out of the package, put it in the back of your car, and just take a little bit of that black smut and put it right <laughs> <laughs> Call back! <laughs> I just well had to done. go down and help my buddy fix his table. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Your buddy in another country? Yeah. Yeah, it happens. You know them yeah. Americans, they can't weld nothing. Not right, anyway. Uh, yeah, All right. I'm say um, there. All right, I guess we should get to this thing I've been dreading. Well, we're at that just that perfect spot of where the podcast starts to deteriorate, so it's time right. to yeah. start getting silly. Right. So, we have so I guess couple, we should do the iTunes review review. A couple new reviews. A couple new reviews. Um, do you want to read the first one, Phil? <laughs> well, I guess you, you should got, go You guys have gotten me excited now. I don't know what's about to head my way, but apparently uh, I'm going to like it. So. 
You are going <laughs> to like it. Tim, you should probably read it. Okay, normally I don't read these before, like, so they're fresh, but I just happened to just, like, I pulled it up because you were late, Phil, and so I pulled them up and looked at them real quick, and I just see. So, so the first one, uh, and I want to thank everybody, by the way, for playing along with us, because this is hands down my favorite segment of the show. Yeah. Um, I mean, really I like talking to you guys us. and stuff, but I, I love this, and so it's nice that, like, we, we ran through them all last week, and then we have a whole fresh batch, uh, and it, it warms the cockles of our hearts. Uh, ew. Anyways. <laughs> so, this is a five-star review uh, by Sawdust in My Beard, and, and the headline is "Perfectly Listenable." <laughs> I've listened to almost all of the episodes, and I can say that unequivocally that Bill Lutz is a beautiful soul who loves making things from reclaimed materials, sometimes literal garbage, and loves the maker community with great passion. He is a wealth of creative information and endless hilarity. He inspires me every week to get back in my shop and build something. He is tolerated by the other hosts, but really should get more credit than Tim and Phil are willing to give him. Tim Sway, settle down, settle down. (laughs) Tim Sway is a, it gets better. (laughs) Even better. Tim Sway is a jack of all trades who seems to spend most of his time trying to find the hypothetical 13th note in his creative process. I know that's supposed to mean something deep, but no one understands musicians. Tim adds a great depth of knowledge on building with reclaimed material with technical insight and a very creative perspective on how to make interesting and quality products and projects while spending almost zero money on material or reliable transportation. (laughs) And his quest to save the earth through recycling, upcycling, and art is both admirable and inspiring. Phil Pinsky is on every episode. Uh, you know the worst part is Phil's wife wrote the review. <laughs> I'd like I, for you to enjoy this moment. I, 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 first of all, I just, I disagree. I disagree. Yes, me too. Episodes. I missed two episodes. Missed yeah. Episodes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I'm happy. Uh, that was a good one. Yeah. Thank you, Beard Sawdust Guy from the Nethernets. You're the best. I think he missed the episode where we talked about how most of this is a shtick. I think he missed that part. <laughs> most of this, yeah. Most of this is a shtick. Almost all of it, kind of, sort of. 99.9% of it is shtick for a radio show. So, Mr. Sawdust. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Sawdust, sir. Yes. Uh, anyway, anyway, okay, we can be done now. Jeez. We, you want to well, do one more, Phil? It, nah, it's fine. No, you want to save these? Okay. Yeah, I think we're done here. Okay. okay. You, you're just that upset. <laughs> no, I'm not even upset. It's fine. Whatever. <laughs> hey, well, look, it, that, that seemed to have a focus on me and that's not really fair so i'd like to real quick give a shout out to keith Deason, whose latest episode oh i of, just heard uh, that today yeah so episode 2.2 about american silver um oh yeah i'm in it but i'm not only in it i'm my best friend bob claggett he's also in it as a voice actor uh mr mike montgomery the young handsome guy i think he i think he kind of admires me i'm just saying uh 
And then, of course, Brett McAfee, oh. J- Jimmy's daughter, uh, very good-looking young man. And then my other best friend, Joel Crawford, is in it as well. So check out this episode. I didn't realize that I was you know, going to be inspirational for all these other uh, podcasters as well. So I'm glad you decided not to foc- focus on yourself there. Yeah. Mm. That's good. Uh, what grabbed your attention this week? We also do the, the tip. Whose turn is it for a uh, shop tip this week? Is it yours, Bill? I think. Ooh. Bill's tips. Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm slacking. What do I got? What do I got off top of my head? Just the tip. Here we go. Um, well, let me let me start off with what what caught my attention, and I'll, I can I can think about All the right, tip. All right, we'll do that the, first. Okay. Sounds good. Um, so what caught my attention, it's a really cool, it came up on my feed type deal, but it's called Survival Lily. And this is this uh, young lady from Australia, very much kind of like Trust in Timber and how she can go out in the middle of the woods and build a shelter and furniture and start a fire. And she hunts with taking a you know fishing pole, making a fishing pole. She'll make a bow and arrow. I mean, she's like the real deal going out in the middle of the woods and just doing this camping, scuba diving, all kinds of stuff. Uh, been doing it for a long time, like seven years. Pretty big channel, but Survival Lily, and she again with the with the accent and just the neat stuff she does. With you know, it's like, hey, just chop this stuff up and look. Oh, look, we have a bear-proof enclosure here, no problem. So that was kind of neat, uh, Survival Lily. So the tip I would have is, um, don't do that kind of stuff. As much as I enjoyed her videos. My tip is don't don't go camping. It's just wrong. Go to a hotel. <laughs> go to a resort. Yeah, just just don't. <laughs> I, 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 I can give a real tip if you want. If you want me to do that. Same. Yeah, you should probably give a tip because I was thinking about that. Though it's like this is so interesting, but there's no way I'm ever. I don't camp. I'm not a camper. I'm 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 a stop overnight at a nice hotel kind of guy. I, I love watching those survival shows, like the uh, the Canadian guy, Survivor Man and, man and stuff. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, Less you know, like the, I, I used to love watching them, but uh, yeah, that's, it's definitely not me. I just like to think I could survive if I had to, but I don't want to go find oh, out. Oh, I don't even fool myself. In fact, I know for a fact I could not survive for more oh, than yeah. Yeah. six hours. I feel hours. like if I watch enough of those videos, I could. That's That's how they get you to keep watching. Right. But there's a big difference, as we know, from learning how to woodwork on YouTube and then turning on the table saw. There's a few steps in between, you know. And uh, I think that surviving might sort of fall in that category of being a little harder than it looks in a, an edited-down film. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure I could build my own shelter made of my own bricks that I made myself from clay I <laughs> myself in about 8 minutes and 20 seconds. Yeah, yeah. And a million people will watch and cheer you on. Yay! <laughs> Who's uh, prim- like primitive technology, right? Is that what we're talking yeah, about? Yeah. Technology, yeah. yeah. I love that guy. All right, I now so I have neat. a tip. Okay. I, I have an actual tip. Go. So I've shown this on, uh, I did a video about making a scarf joint, but this can be applied to anytime you're gluing two pieces of wood together. If you take the little um, 18 gauge uh, like nail gun nails or any little nail that you can, pound it halfway in where you're going to make this joint. Just one is all you need where you don't want the wood to slip. And then mm. clip it off to where just a little nubbin sticking out. Then put your joint together when it's glued, and it keeps it from slipping when you start to clamp it together. Good idea. So, mm-hmm. so I mean, so I've seen there's a lot of different techniques, but that's one I use a lot because I have those strips of uh, 18 gauge nails laying around. So I just clip one little nail off, pound it in, clip it off. I can you can use that same nail for like three or four if if you have a larger piece to glue together, mm. and, and mm-hmm. just 
a way to stabilize your glue ups. How's that? I like Excellent. it. Yeah. I like it. I think it works better than the the salt trick. Yeah, the salt thing never did it for me. Yeah. I, I, I like I said I do it on scarf joints and scarf joints are kind of a pain in the butt to clamp together so mm. it definitely works I mm-hmm. sometimes what I would do is you know say you have like a two square inches of wood that you're wood gluing together I would put wood glue in 1.9 square inches of that and then a little dab of super glue right in the middle yep mm-hmm. and uh, and then you can just sit and hold it for a minute and then you know or you can put see the spray on the other side the activator and if you just you know hold it for a, just a, and it'll be just strong enough for you to get the clamps on without it sliding um, one, one of Jimmy's tips videos uh, same idea he he used the hot glue gun for like just yeah, anything yeah. like here uh, I forgot what it was but uh, put I think cabinet door handles on the cabinets or drawer handles he'd hot mm-hmm. glue them to hold them on one side so he can figure out where to you know Drill, get this, yeah. drill the screw, something like that. But I mean, yeah, hot glue gun just to temporarily hold something together while the real glue dries. Definitely. Yep. Yeah. Cool. I Love think it. we fulfilled our uh, segment fairly well. Yeah. Well, I neither, Tim and I didn't talk about what grabbed our attention this week. So. Yes. Tim, you want to head that one off? Uh, sure. I uh, on Spotify. They do, they do podcasters as well, which I don't think our podcast is on Spotify. I, I don't think it goes through the same feed uh i don't but I'm, i might be no. wrong about that um but i don't really care but, okay. but the, and, and the only reason i know about this is because an ad came up in my instagram feed and so now i have this one podcast i have to listen to on spotify which is a big pain in the neck because i can't get it through my yeah. thing that i use or whatever but it is called the story of the clash and it's about 1976 and 1977 there's two episodes of it out now and it's all about how the clash like got their start and what they're all about and the best part is is narrated by chuck d oh wow yeah who's that so um chuck d is uh, oh my god I'm, <laughs> my brain just cramped public enemy the uh, the rap band from the 80s public enemy oh yeah I with flavor flave and and uh and so the, what i thought was really interesting is in the very start of it um Chuck D kind of says that you know he was a DJ or whatever, and he says how his this buddy of his that was making rap records is like, Chuck D, you need to make a rap record, and he's like, ah, oh, there's plenty of guys making rap records. He's like, I'm doing what I'm doing, you know. I, you, we don't need. To. He's like, no, you need to go, you need to go be the clash of the rap world. Like you need to go like stir SHIT up, you know, the way the Disrupt, clash did. Yeah. And uh, and Chuck D was just like, well, whatever. Like you know, <laughs> he didn't really know much about him you know but it was like you know it was 10 years later and this and that and so it was uh it ended up being like they got into this and looked into it and it was a big and i and i found that super interesting because i'd never heard that or even made that connection but what yeah. i can make a connection to is in 1989 i had two cassettes in my truck combat rock and public enemy fear of a black planet like they were the two cassettes you know what i mean they were like two of the most played so there was like even though i didn't make any connection like it was working like it was like people were listening to that i thought it was really interesting hmm, i'll have to check that out very cool how about you phil um i've been watching a lot of game of thrones youtube clips in preparation for april 14th uh, i've been seeing those and since i don't have the ability to watch it now i'm just like i'm not watching those clips I've never seen one episode. No. What? Tim, for reals. None of HBO. Yeah, but there are alternative methodologies for sourcing. I, mean, so I gotta wait for this thievery. last season. It's not thievery. 
Okay. I think Fine, it's, whatever. It's, it's actually it's on Netflix, I think, or Prime, one or the other. I think it's on one of those now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I got to wait. Yeah, yeah, sure. Anyways, uh, it's awesome, speaking and I can't of, wait to see it. So Speaking, speaking of thievery. Well, how, how about... I got, oh, I'm, I'm waiting for... You know what I want. Oh. <laughs> yeah, fixed. yeah, I'll he upload need, it when I get home. This. You know what I've noticed, too, on YouTube? Uh, not only all the clips of Game of Thrones, but there's a bunch of YouTube Star Treks. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't have patience for that. Oh, well, I mean, there's actually like, you know, 45 minute, hour long episodes of different Star Treks that are a little less budgetated, I guess, but they're. Yeah, I tried watching that. That's, that's oh. not. Oh, the, like the fan, the fan the fiction? The fan stuff, yeah. Right. There's been a couple like uh, Kick Me or Kick, kick Me, <laughs> GoFundMe or Kickstarter. I combined them yeah. into Kick Me uh, for people that have had these like spinoffs they wanted to do and stuff. Oh. Yeah. I just they, thought you guys would be interested in that. It's a uh, loophole whereby they're allowed to use the intellectual property as long as they don't profit off of it, oh. except that they had a GoFundMe or whatever, or they had an Indiegogo or a Kickstarter or whatever, so they did make money off of it, so then they got into like litigation with CBS about it, so weird. But they, uh, but they, they were raising the money to, to fund the programming, so they were paying people, but I guess if you, anybody got paid, the, camera, the key grip gets paid, they can't... Then it, yeah. Well, there's ice anyway. Hey, you know they what weren't I do? doing it because they knew that they were going to be making money. So CBS yeah. had to enforce the copyright. Sure. Otherwise, any it opens the door to somebody else saying, "Hey, well, you were cool with them doing it. How come not us?" And then, right. You know. So. I, I thought I'd do an, another shout too, real quick. Um, sometimes life isn't perfect, right? And we just have some ups and downs. And there's a few people out there, uh, Stan, Mike Murray, and Greg. Um, you know, they're going through some stuff, but we just got a message from Greg uh, that said basically, hey man, you know, there's some stuff that sucks right now in my life, but I really enjoy the fact that I can go out in the garage, listen to the podcast, and it makes me smile. That about melted my heart. So, Greg, thank you for sharing that with the Cheers. three of us. Uh, that yeah. was really cool. And then also, I noticed that uh, the Davis family, Sterling and his wife, uh, they have a son and a daughter, and the daughter just accepted a proposal. So I think that is the first step of Grandpa Sterling Davis mm. down the road. Wouldn't you think so? Sterling Jr. I think that's what yeah. that kid should be called, regardless of gender. Yeah. 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 It'd be a great, great human being in the form of a baby. A baby Sterling. A baby Sterling. Would that be like... I don't know any other adjective for Sterling. Like silver. Usually is where that goes. Yeah, but I was trying to think like, is there a like a almost not quite silver? Like pewter? No. Metal. No. No. Brushed nickel? I don't know. Anyway, we're trying to say congrats, Sterling Davis family. Yeah, that's what we're trying to say. <laughs> poorly. Very poorly. Um, our channels on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. I'm Phil Pinsky. Check out ironandsoul.com, williamlutz.com, timsway.net, newperspectivemusic.com. Contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. We love hearing from you. Info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter at reclaimedaudio. Um, leave us those iTunes reviews. We do read them as long as they're five star, and we will read out your uh, you know ridiculous self-promoting um, iTunes Reviews, shameless plug, you know who I'm talking about, Connor. And uh, <laughs> we'll get you up on the next one, I promise. So, uh, man, I lost my show notes. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I do leave a link to the iTunes reviews right on our website, reclaimed pod, uh, reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. There's a button. It opens up your iTunes, and you can just leave a review for, uh, right there. 
and patreon.com slash reclaimed audio as Wesley Treat knows it's the best way to help these three guys stay on the air so thank you and have a great week bye everybody be good yeah be good <laughs>